A day to God is like a thousand years. Well, here's a year of my life attending Conshohocken Vineyard Church in five minutes. December 18th, 2022. Day seven of a 10-day fast. I attend my first CVC service, greeted by Jamie Doran and Bill Matthews. How can we pray for you? Connect card response. My strange best friend, Andy Hawkinsmith, was diagnosed with cancer. Please pray for his healing. Lisa McKenzie introduces me to Rob Ciccone. Pastor Rich Andrews invites me to breakfast. Breakfast with Pastor Rich at brunch. This looks like the beginning of a beautiful friendship. First prayer and love outreach at the Norristown Transportation Center with Mike Kingsley. First Conshohocken small group with Rob, Adam Ortlieb, and Mark Selleck. I listen to my estranged best friend Bob Cahill's podcast where he proclaims his interest in Christianity. Our Conshohocken small group prays for Bob to draw near to God. Teresa Moyer explains how to yield, listen, and follow. This profoundly changes my life. Pastor Rich leads our Conshohocken small group. My challenge is adhering to a sleep schedule. My action plan is to pray the Jesus prayer. Lord, have mercy on me. Let me course correct my sleep schedule. Later that night, I pray, and for the first time, I hear an answer to my prayers. Set your alarm. I do. I wake up the next day and work out. I am no longer in bondage to my lack of circadian rhythm. Officially start helping the logistics ministry set up and break down church service. God bless Nick Denton for showing me the way. Vow to memorize the Lord's Prayer at small group. Walk home and pray for a song that makes memorizing the Lord's Prayer easier. Wake up to K-Love Radio playing Our Father by Matt Mahar cry. Bob confesses that he has begun to pray on his podcast. Officially become a member of the CVC. Thank you for the laying of hands, words of prayer, and making me feel more accepted than I ever have in my entire life. Pastor Rich's father, Rich Andrews Jr., and I officially begin our relationship with a visit to artist Adam Shave at Warnersville Behavioral Hospital. Share my baptism story with CVC. Thank you for listening, crying, complimenting, and asking for the transcripts, Kathy Mel. Bob and I are baptized at our respective churches. My best friend Nick Malantonio attends his first CVC service. Thank you, CVC, for all your words of encouragement. You all said things to me that day that I have longed to hear from bosses, coworkers, friends, lovers, and family members. Bob and I reconnect for a trilogy of podcasts about our faith and baptisms. CVC at Country Arts Festival. Awesome. I pray that someone is at the Party Pro Rental Warehouse when I get back at midnight who can give me a ride home instead of having to ride my bike from Bridgeport to the Conshohocken. Day 7 of a 10-day fast. Our own Elijah Williams is at the warehouse returning from his job. I don't ask for a ride, but we walk home together and talk about the $6 swim trunks I bought earlier at the mall. He says he needs a new pair of swim trunks for a seven-day mission he is going on in July to Ocean City, Maryland with Bill Wadworth Ministries. I begin praying for the ability to discern whether or not to go on the seven-day mission with Elijah and Bill because as it stood, I couldn't afford rent in August and was uncertain of my ability to do missionary work. I see a picture of myself at the Prayer and Love Outreach on Bill's website. I asked small group to pray for my discernment as a decision was needed the following day. During our final prayer, Pastor Rich sincerely shares with me how much of an impact I am having on the members of CVC, and he insists that I continue being myself as I am lighting fires within his congregation. We conclude our Bible study and as tears stream down my face and snot runs out my nose, I check my phone and see a missed call, voice message, and text message from my best friend Nick, aka Nico. Frantically, I call Nick back to see what the emergency is, and after he answers, he asks if I'm interested in working with him full time. I am. I immediately decide to do to go on my first mission to Ocean City, Maryland with Bill at Sunspot Ministries. Leave for Ocean City and begin a week of cooking for all the people in need, daily Bible studies, and talking to everyone about Jesus on the boardwalk while staying at Sunspot Ministries. This is to become one of the most blessed, inspiring, and moving weeks of my entire life. My strange best friend Andy announces on his GoFundMe that he is cancer-free and is being discharged from the hospital. The owners of Sunspot Ministries share their appreciation for our help and share with me specifically that if I feel so compelled, they would love to have me back the following summer to run the whole season at their ministry. I've been laid off from my last four hospitality management jobs, and to be asked that question restored any doubt I ever had about who I am at my core, a servant of God. 
Start my new job and begin attending a Bible study at McDonald's on Main Street in Norristown with Bill and Elijah. Start a Proverb Challenge group text discussing each chapter of Proverbs daily. Pray with small group for my best friend Nick to draw closer to God. I see a picture of myself with Mike at the Prayer and Love Outreach in a CVC newsletter email. CVC at Country Fun Fest. We bless the fest. CVC leadership retreat and connecting with everyone there was the most pure leisure activity of all time. Steve Moyer, a.k.a. Hot Rod, and I watched over 300 Porsches drive on the Ocean City, New Jersey boardwalk while eating a Mac and Manco's pizza pie. What? Big Rich, Don Franz, and I meet for breakfast at Nudie's to discuss the future of our unnamed ministry. Our ministry has its first performance at Town Manor West in Norristown with a spooky fun Halloween presentation. Best friend Nick attends First Country Huck and Small Group. Best friend Nick attends Second CVC Service. Liam Crawford hosts a home-cooked pizza party at the place he lives. First Connect Meal. Ben and Jess Mell are the most gracious hosts ever. Got Boilo? Norristown McDonald's small group multiplies. One year retrospective God story. Day seven of a 10-day fast. God is love. God is real. Here's the evidence. All we have to do is love God. I love you all. God bless CVC. Amen. Check one, two. Check one, two. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Bobcast with you. As always, this is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. At Saturday morning, it's like 9 a.m. It's kind of chilled, you know, but regardless, who knows what appearance this is because I'm happy to welcome back again for yet another episode of True Bobcast. Bobcast. Coincidentally, in less than a month, we're going to be treated to True Detective Night Country. So watch out for a new series that we'll review each episode, uh, maybe Monday, Tuesday, who knows, but we're excited. I'm excited to get out of here and talk about what we've been up to since the last time we reunited on this bench. Please welcome back to the Bobcast, the classic, the only, Mickey Karpovich. Hello, Bob World, for old time's sake, for all the old school listeners out there. Right there, yes. Uh, welcome back. It's great to be here with you, Bob. Love you, man. Miss you, man. Uh, great to be in your sanctuary mm-hmm. area. And looking forward to getting into it today. I like that. Live at the sanctuary. Live of... in the sanctuary. But, uh, okay, so we just listened to your five-minute review of your, um, your your year in spiritual review. Is that what you call it? Well, I call it my one-year retrospective at the Conshohocken Vineyard Church. Okay, cool. So there's a lot of information in there. You sent it to me first as a text message audio. I listened to it, and I was like, hey, is it cool if I air it on the show? Because I want people to hear it because I want people to see the amount of work that goes into spiritual restoration or spiritual recovery or spiritual awareness. I love the whole hook to the day seven of a 10 day fast. <laughs> Just a moment ago, you were talking to me about like um, why you fast like, and how long you've been fasting. You want to tell the audience about how long and why you do it? Yeah. For 16 years, I've been fasting for 10 days uh, a year. Um, but for the last 13 years, I've been fasting, uh, for 20 days a year, two 10 day fasts. Uh, it might be a little confusing, but for the last 13 years, I fasted twice a year and I would do it to, uh, detoxify after a busy work season at a hotel, uh, usually in January and then July, but I shifted it to coincide with the, uh, winter and summer solstice. I begin on uh, December and June 12th. 
end on June and December 21st. And it's been like that for quite some time. And it really is just part of my lifestyle now. But uh, yeah, I was telling you that um, to escape the world, to just get away from the worldly ways, you know, not so much the people, not so much the problems, but just to eliminate, you know, both internally and, uh, you know, externally, the, the things around me. I'm so focused on on God during this time now and escaping just the worldly ways. You know, the news doesn't make me think the same way when I fast, you know, social media didn't when I was on there. And it just really changes your entire perception when you basically don't eat for 10 days. Yeah, I mean, I've never been privy to it. I've done like the most I've ever done is two days, like did two days once. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so I didn't have the proper tools either. I didn't Mm -hmm. have supplements, you know what I mean? But I do do the intermittent. I'll do like a 16 hour fast each day, like especially if like I've had sweets like the night before or something like that. Dude, Like I got to get that out of me, you know. So what is it, though, about like, good morning. How you doing? Look at these pooches. No, it's okay. We're out here in nature. This is your place too. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable here. You know. You know what I mean. This is my lounge or my sanctuary. Natural lounge. So throughout the sanctuary. Bible, they talk a lot about fasting. You know, as a sign of you know spiritual um, practice, and it doesn't just show up in Christianity either. It shows up in other religions. So I know I heard like once or twice like what it actually signifies, but why? physically by depleting yourself of food or necessity or sustenance, I guess you would, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, in other words, we eat kind of now in life to seek pleasure. We're not eating really to survive anymore. That's over. Right. We're way past that. We're way past that. But back in the day, I imagine one would be in the middle of that, you know? So when they would fast, like, yeah, like you would go out in the woods and hopefully kill something that day to eat that night. And I imagine like the fasting might have came out of just um, not getting anything, you know, like somebody might have been like three, four days into it and been like, you know, I'm feeling pretty spiritual right now. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, I know that, you know, sacrificing, you know, food is an act of worship. So, I mean, that's straight up the first reason why to fast. It's an act of worship. Is it an act of worship? It's an act of worship in to the sacrifice. Old Testament, though, not in the New Testament. Jesus never talked about sacrificing things, you know. I like, I've heard, I think you've probably heard me talk about one of the things I really like about Yeshua Nansari is like him coming, like God, like almost being like, what are these people doing, dude? Yeah. Like smearing blood on the doors, you know? Come yeah, on. Stop. You know? Stop and then that. like, and then like maybe like, you know, the omnipresence going off into the omnipresence corner and just like, <laughs> like kind of like omni, like <laughs> omni brainstorming on how to like get people to listen to him. Because, like, imagine, like, the, you know, the omnipresence being like, I can't go there. I'm th- I, I, they wouldn't even understand it when I get there. And then the omnipresence being like, oh, yeah, my son, the son of man. Yeah, uh, I know we're around the uh, Christmas season. And, you know, the Christmas music ain't hitting the same this year. Why? I don't know. It's just not. I'm more into just, like, the regular worship music. Uh, oh, I see what you mean. But I listen to my Byzantine stuff and mm-hmm. – uh, I still listen to it, but I don't know. It's just weird. It's different. But, you know, I wrote a couple Christmas songs over the course of my career. The yeah. first being uh, Happy Birthday, JC, Merry Chisel Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the second being Merry Xmas, which was totally a... Div- the sequel, right? No, no, no. It was like... I the, just heard Weezer's going to do the like Undone Sweater song, too. Did you read that? Good for them. Has a band ever done a sequel to a song? I they like should call it The Done. I think Metallica did. I think they did... Metallica? Uh, that's what uh, uh, <laughs> Lars calls it that. Metallica? You ever hear of Lars? He's like, Metallica. Yeah, I know Lars. I think we all know Lars. We talk so about basically, basically. I like to call the band Metallica. 
Say it like that, Metallica. Met- Meta- Metallica. No, 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 Metallica. You said Telica. That's why I brought oh, it up. Oh, my bad. All check right, the right. I mean, we're not check the tape. Check the train. But yeah, there's something about uh, the spiritual practice of like giving up something in order for more to come from it. I guess you know. Yeah, like That's I said. Also, sorry, but like a lot of time too. Like you know, like they say, like someone passes away, so a new life could be brought into the world. I love how people make up these things too. Like there's like, okay, we're gonna re- rationalize this. You know what I mean? Let's try to figure this one out. All the all the uh, earthly knowledge is worthless compared to you know spiritual understanding and wisdom. Uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. And getting closer to that during my fast is so awesome. How have you had those experiences? Like what has popped up? Well, right now, this, reconnecting with you, talking about my faith, having faith talks with anyone. I go to Bible study all the time, twice a week. Yeah, that was cool. Like during the, the five minute, you know, review where you're like, attend Bible studies at McDonald's. Start to get really into it. And there's a couple, there's another part too. Like, should we walk and talk? Let's walk and where, talk. Um, you remember where Pastor Rich was, or he like pulls you aside. He's like, "Hey, really want you to know, day seven of the ten day fast. Really starting to <laughs> come into your own here, like you know." Yes, I do remember like that, that feeling of uh, being vividly, vividly, I struggled vividly. With, that with storehouse in the beginning, but that was like all in my own mind, you know. Oh yeah. Like uh, in my mind, I was just like, oh, "I'm bugging, dude. I'm bugging," you know. Like I don't know how to fit in because I never like uh, did the religion thing, you know, like with a group of people. But yeah, and with your ego death narrative. I mean, when I first started attending CVC, silence, bro. Silence. And that's a rarity out of you. Yeah, I'm a talkative guy. I'm a chatterbox. Because uh, if you check him strong. As you heard in that five-minute, you know, retrospective, I love to talk, and I love the art of conversation. But when I went to this new community of believers, I just listened. I, just, listen, can you hear this, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know if the microphone picks this up. A little ASMR here out in the, in, the, in the woods with Mickey's. He got the jacket from his dad, and it's got the 1980s sheen to it. You know what I mean? Like the colors were like often muted, but like, yeah, my entire, uh, almost my entire outfit is furnished by Father's Wardrobe, brought to you by my dad's attic in Shenandoah, Pennsylvania. I got this jacket. That's awesome. This Columbia. Uh, you you kind of look like you're dressed like for a false flag. I gotta say though, like you're you're wearing them combat boots with the khakis. <laughs> Well, let's call it a true flag because, you know, <laughs> Whoa. That was a good, good one. Uh, I must have been right in the corner pocket. I, I wore right. the wrong shoes out here, I just realized. I'm wearing my comfy around the house under armors. I was out here yesterday, man, and I got muddy, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I was concerned about the mud, as you know. So um, what did it feel like when Pastor Rich was like, yeah, like, you're welcome here, you know? Like, because I remember the feeling, too, of people, like, wanting to know me. Like, yeah. I remember this guy, Ben, being, like... <laughs> Ben's been on the show. You, I, I think you've met Ben Weigert. Maybe at a house party at your place. Yeah. So Ben, yes, he. I remember like, what was I saying? Like, I wanted to like, I wanted to start playing music again, but like, I wasn't yet in the church band, and I was like, I'd like to try to write some songs because that's all I ever did. I never really learned songs, cover songs. You know, it wasn't my bag until doing worship me songs, which is totally different, but. I remember Ben like being like, well, I play guitar and I play with you. And it was like the first time in a while, like somebody was like, yeah, hey, I want to reach out. You, you right. know what I mean? Like when you were a kid, like, do you want to play with me? And like the feeling you'd be like, yeah, dude, let's go. Let's play. rock and roll, yeah. baby. You know what I'm saying? Like as adults, especially as men. Dude, it's just nice to be around a friend. I haven't been around a friend. in uh, a while, like <laughs> maybe like three months, like. I don't see my friends anymore. I just recently saw a picture of 
Scott Aaron and company, and they were on Facebook posing for a picture, like eight of them at the ale house. And like, you know, the tag was like, this is what it's all about. And I'm like, I felt like taking a screenshot of that and sent it to all my friends and be like, where you guys been? You What's know? it all about? Well, I mean, like now it's weird because it's like some of like even my closest friends I haven't seen in so long that it kind of depresses me, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I know we can't really do much about it because we all have individual lives at this point. But I feel like females do a better job of reconnecting. You always see them together, you know, on a Friday night. Dudes, don't do it. Yeah, I mean, let's hang out, everybody. Let's get back together and uh, let bygones be bygones. Do I need to get downtown Harvest back together? Here we go. You guys in there Down 50s. this train. How many, t- that how train. many times did I ride that train, though? Oh, I, I don't think you've ever got off it, man. It's just a continuous uh, I die on that horse. So, all right, so just check it out. When someone asks you, <clears throat> you know, to play music, yeah. when people ask me, you know, to play music these days, like, does your mind go through, like, the matrix of opportunities? Like, Monday might be good, Tuesday might be good. And, like, do you see, like, your calendar? And do you just, like, imagine, no. like, all the possibilities? Dude, well, when people ask me if I'm available, it's just like, well, see, I yes, I that, want to. But... I know that band practice is on Thursday evening, <clears throat> yeah. 7 to, like, 9. Or the other night, it was, like, 7 to 8, 11, because we ripped through it. And then sometimes we don't even practice at all. Like we just show up at the church at 7 a.m. And I got to be honest, that's my favorite, dude. I knew it for some of those. Just that impromptu. Well, no, it's like you you just got the songs together. And then like, you know, there's no 24 hours, 48 hours before you perform them. You're there in it. And when the songs are so new and fresh, I really feel like when the song is new and fresh, the band puts together a better performance when there's like less time to think about it, especially for some musicians, because I know some musicians are really in their head. I try to be completely lost. And to be honest with you, it's, yeah, for me, when somebody asked me, like, are you a musician? Yeah, I would go through, like, kind of, like, the the roller decks of things that I did. But the thing lately that has really been just driving me is that all that work with, you know, Downtown Harvest, Ditto Demi, Pocketdile, Judicam, Assassination, like, all these groups that I professionally went out into the world with, was merely just practice for this. I feel the same way in so many different aspects. Uh, working in hotels for twenty years, yeah, um, yeah, it's like I would have do that. I would have done that for free. You know what I mean? No one ever mm-hmm. said good job to me. No one ever said we like your style. No one ever said like, oh, you know, you were meant, made for this, or oh, like blah 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 blah. I've heard those all those things within the last year in my community, and it's just been so rewarding. And you know, that's my response too. Like I've been, pr- I've. Like, I didn't miss my calling. Like, this is my calling. Yeah, you know, right. being yeah, a servant. It, it doesn't feel, I think I used to have, like, honest, honestly, I had so much. Um, I had uh, regrets. I had um, ill feelings towards putting it all out there and not succeeding in the music world, you know? Mm. But all that stuff was very materialistic, right? Like, all, like, making music to make money making music to sell merch, making music to make a music video, making music to be on the cover <laughs> of the Rolling Stone, like making music for the for the pure joy of being in the company of God and understanding that is a totally different thing, dude. And it's so much better. Yeah, well, that's what you're always talking about, the difference between the world, the way of the world and the spiritual world. Exactly, dude. The way of the world is, uh, you know, it's Un- very materialistic. It's unforgiving. It's also relentless. Uncreative. You know what I mean? Uncreative unappreciative there's just no hope out yeah, there yeah. so like for there's the spirit, no hope spirit world i mean like why not 
And then for the casual atheist, right, who's like, there is no God, there is no Jesus, there is none of that. They say that when, like, things are going good, you know, but then what do they turn to when, you know, they're bottoming out? Most of them out? do, yeah. Most of them do. I mean, I've said Adultery, of, uh, philandering, crime, Palestinian, whatever. Palestinian fathers who were comforted by a Christian missionary group after they lost all their children and they all returned home. About 200, 300 of them had, like, a dream of Jesus and they returned back to the missionary the next day and converted, you know, like... Mm -hmm. See, here's the thing, too, is like, I, I don't know if I podcasted about it, but Craig is his name, William Craig, I believe. He's this like a uh, religious scholar. And he poses the argument, you know, if you say like the earth was created, we were created, you know, out of just shit popping up and out of nowhere. Oh, uh, yeah. Breaking the first law of thermonuclear dynamics. Exactly, dude. Everything here has a purpose. Even out here, everything has a purpose. Yeah, there's a guy. He's like a uh content creator i guess but he's like a living waters guy roy comfort ray comfort oh yeah I've seen he that. goes on the beach and talks about like showing people books and he's like well did anyone make this book and the people are like yeah you know that someone had to bind it someone had to write it this that the, this that and whatever is that the phrase this that or whatever this yeah. that or whatever and uh and then he asked him like well what do you think created this like you think there, there's no create you think it all came out of nothing like a big bang you know and well, it just it convert, make sense it convert, you, really you see it convert it, right? people. It doesn't make any sense. Well, the thing that's wild too is like, okay, a, a, an explosion creates skin bag consciousness. Do you know what I mean? Like, why, why do I? And then the other argument that I loved, which was just so simple, was <clears throat> if there is no God, why do we have a moral code? Like, instinctively, we know certain things we shouldn't do or should do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, Kat Von D was just talking about that on Theo Vaughn. Oh, yeah? What was she saying? She was saying that, you know, why does it feel bad to harm somebody if there's no greater power, if there's no moral? Say this again? She says, why does it feel bad to harm somebody oh, if wow. there's nothing, you know, behind this? Yeah, exactly. And we talked about this, too. If the kids were born in, like, isolation and they, like, were raised by faceless, you know, beings, would they, you know, think to hurt each other or not to hurt each other? And I believe they, they would. I think they would because God is love. It's really wild if you think about it, though, like the whole, like the argument goes back, they say, what, 13.8 billion years, like on the planet, right? Like, it's wild, like, because you got their notes. No, no, no. I'm just checking the flow of the audio because I don't have uh, my monitor right now. I wear it up, wear it up. But uh, nah, no notes here on the Bobcast. I know I, I sense a little so. trepidation in your voice there as if I had slipped from my waist. <laughs> like Batman killing someone up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude podcasting podcasting in the woods yeah we broke the code today we're not talking with total strangers it's nice to be back with a friend here at the show oh yeah it's great to be back and so talk about that musical thing like what's it like doing that like i saw like the picture tell everybody about your musical band as well well we're not necessarily a band uh we have a ministry yes. uh an unnamed ministry as of yet uh and what we do is the end game is to try to right here like right there there you go. Yeah, the end game is that we try to connect patients of behavioral hospitals and residents of, uh, you know, caretaking facilities and inmates of prisons with each other so that they can all be there for each other to create kind of like a self-serving, uh, self-serving, you know, uh, circle of comfort and love for people who have nothing, for the people that time forgot, for the people that, you know, life forgot. 
And what we do now is kind of small steps. We just visit uh, behavioral institutes and, you know, talk with residents and play some music. My leader uh, or the, the, the head of our ministry is a jazz saxophonist. So he plays that, and I was Rich just the MC. Rich plays the saxophone? Uh, Rich's father plays okay, the sax. Right, Rich right. plays the guitar, and he's pretty good. Is he? Yeah. Is he rip? I haven't seen him rip yet, but Did he's he very good. Does he lead the band? Yeah, he leads worship sometimes, yeah. Have you ever played in the worship band? Not yet, no. But uh, Is it on the, the horizon? I would love to do like a guest feat cameo, like a feature. A I would love to get up there. poet? Yeah. yeah a little, that would be cool. Little stuff. I've written some worship verse. I haven't sent that Next to you yet. Next time they have an open mic at my church, you should, you should put something together and do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But so what we did at the Town Manor West in Norristown was we just went and did a spooky fun Halloween presentation where... Spooky! You know, I dressed up as a cowboy. You know, Mickey the Kid was in the building. And uh, we played music and we invited the residents to, you know, talk about, you know, what they love about life and memories and stuff. And we just made them feel welcome. I don't think somebody said there because I know the seniors have lots of, you know, insight into. Well, one of the things this old, uh, this German woman said was about like their heritage and their culture. I forget what it was called, but, you know, the Germans, they got a word for everything. It was like like season Vuchen or something where, you know, they dress up as royalty or they have this like month long celebration around the, you know, fall time to signify, you know, their cultural relevance and it compared to Halloween. And I never heard that before. And that was cool. So we got to thank them, but just being there and seeing the people like smile and be happy. And we played like music, like the monster mash and we danced and stuff like that. Uh, but I was just the MC. You where know? did you get your cowboy outfit from? Uh, Herit Legacy. Where you want to go? Left, right? Oh, you? yeah. Bye-bye. You're good. There Thank you. Go. you. Yeah. Right down the center. Right Legacy. Down the you know, I got the one uh, cowboy shirt from a shop out in the middle of Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. Not, not. I always forget the name of this town, but yeah, it was out there. Just you know, hat from my mom. To be honest with you, that's awesome. Yeah, and the rest, uh, costume, various costume shops and whatnot. Pretty cool. That's where my grandma friend was, Town Manor West, you know? Yeah, when you told me that, it kind of blew my mind. I know, right? So remember I was saying uh, before we started the podcast, how like it's all like pretty much woven into? Morning, how you doing? Yeah, the, the spiritual network, which yeah. I don't like saying that, but what else am I going to say? Say this again, what'd you say? I said the spiritual network. The spiritual network with the Holy Spirit Wi-Fi signal. I immediately entered the spirit. This is the, the site of where I just got sunned the other day by somebody that it just still stings, dude. I'm still thinking about it, dude. What the sunning? I didn't I hear just, that. Okay, it's the same spot. This dog, like a dog's right there again. So a dog appears. Dog's not in the leash. Dog comes up to me. I pet the dog. Owner comes up. And then the owner, like I say, I was like, cute dog. And the owner just like, gives me like the stare down death look, you know. And you were exiled? Good morning. How you doing? You got exiled from that? I got exiled right out. I got exiled. So we were talking also too about poor Kanye, dude. He the, just recently there was a video that I saw last night on Reddit that I sent to you. You had already seen it. Yeah, I, I, I watched are it. Are you praying for him? Because I know like he was like, like you know I haven't, but yeah. I mean, some of our podcasts, even as far back as like 2015, 16, we've been at the quid quid pro. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah, just always like yeah, been yeah. arguing about Kanye, but it sounds to me that you've finally come to realize that some of the stuff he says is very hurtful. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, last night, you know, just straight out the gate was, you know, indecipherable. The language used wasn't, uh, I couldn't see through it. I couldn't see past it. Primarily the use of a certain word that is, you know, seemingly alienated the entire world. 
uh, probably just America. And uh, yeah, just didn't help get his point across if there was a point, which I won't say there is because, you know, it was all jibber jabber, dude. It was not not coherent. But, you know, it's Kanye and time isn't his like uh, forte uh, just as far as, you know, being in it. Uh, usually hey, ahead of the new album come out this week. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And, you know, this whole album cycle, it's just not popping the way have his past ones have. Tracks? Yeah, they're 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 not good. Why does he make that stuff, dude? Like, what, whatever happened to, like, I heard a song today that I thought was uh, catchy. It was Monster from, like, 2000. Oh, yeah, that's old school. I like the beat on that a lot. But, like, yeah, I, that's old school. Like, whoever, like, featured on that was supposed to feature on this album, and she won't let him get the release. Yeah, I she says Cardi it's B, too right? old. Nicki Minaj. Oh, wow. What did she say? She's too old? No, she says the song, the the the... It's a three-year-old song, and she just released a new album. So why would she release a three-year-old song? I get that chronologically for an artist, especially if you've gotten better. But it's also just, you know, propaganda. It's also just a smokescreen, which is like... I was pretty shocked when he came on stage this week with the black KKK mask. Yeah, that's disheartening, dude. Was he wearing white contacts, or was that the the trick of photography that made him look like a demon in that thing? Did you see those photos? Uh, Yeah, I saw them, and... uh, yeah, I mean, pray for Kanye West, I guess. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just like, you know, we'll see. You'll see. The and and the thing, the thing I will say is that you know, lest we forget his last explosion, right? He was bringing on that bottle of YooHoo and the net to Alex Jones, making fun of Netanyahu, the prime minister or whatever of Israel. Yes, and it was like there was no chatter coming out of Israel and like you know everybody was against Kanye for being anti-semitic but now it's like in vogue that's uh, yeah I know what you mean you have all these leaders of all these schools saying that it's cool to you know trash you know the Jewish people and it's in vogue I don't don't watch the news cycle can you talk talk to me about that we're here at Bell's Mills deal with it well first let me preface it by saying that I watch the news cycle like most you know, Americans watch sports, yeah. you know, it's just a game, you know, it's all propaganda fighting propaganda and I don't have a favorite team. I just like the sport. And, uh, you know, when one, you know, team is up or one team is down, it's like dramatic unscripted drama. Well, it's scripted drama, but, uh, the new cycle is wrecked, you know, Elon Musk, Trump, you know, all the big shot names, but that's the thing. Trump, uh, Kanye is like out of it, dude. They're downplaying this whole news cycle, but you know, we glossed over the fact that he was coming to Netanyahu, and now every like Biden's being like, "Yeah, get beat, get just stop fighting your war," and like, you know what I mean? Dude, the, the whole thing with war in general is just exhausting. You know how much time and effort has been put into? I mean, they make movies about bombs for God's sake, you know, and they Opie. become billion-dollar box office hits. Do you know what I mean? Like, did you see Oppenheimer? Oh, yeah, I watched Opie, Opie Hammer with my father there. Yeah, here we go. Thank you. You got a wave. What, so they know you're a human being crossing the road? Clearly, there is a yield symbol, just like there is over there, but, like, the rules are off. So, look, man. Engagement. Well, who was talking about it? I think Elon about – no, wait, 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 wait. It wasn't Elon. Who the heck was talking about this? Oh, it's going to it's going to crush me. Pod people like all these, you know, people who are just driven by the algorithms, dog. They need they need your assistance. All these drivers need your help, dude. You ever come to a four way intersection? Mm -hmm. 
you have to tell who to do what. If you don't, like, they're not. Yeah. It's just they're they're just gonna ride the algorithm. I was just talking about that too with somebody about like when you're at a live event, somebody needs to let everybody know when the show's over and when it's beginning. <laughs> like the other night, like they didn't know when it was over, and like an audience dude is so. I, I mean, if you want to talk about a tame creature that you can mold, <laughs> it's the audience, man. Like, one thing I know how to do is play to the audience and, like, kind of, like, get them to be a little bit more comfortable because, dude, like, they don't know when to clap. At church, dude, I pride myself on being the dude who starts clapping first. Ha! Huh. Yeah, I love that. Nobody knows. Nobody, you know, but, like, certain things need to be clapped for. Yeah. Because people feel really good when they hear applause. Yeah, I remember when I was young at like concerts and stuff, like by myself and just standing there. A little too close. You want to be like right there. There you go. Standing there and just kind of like. Perfect. Like hooting and hollering and getting the crowd around me going nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I, right? During Pocket Dow, like. Remember when we played at Montgomeryville Mall? When we almost shut down the mall dressed as the Joker? Yeah, of course I remember that. So I dressed as Heath. He dressed as Jared. Leto. We performed as Pocket Dow, but we were the straight Jamokers. And uh, What's our up, buddy? performance. Good morning. How you doing? Our performance was like what, twelve o'clock in the morning or something? The, not in the morning. Twelve in the afternoon, right? I think it was three p.m. Three p.m. My bad. So you arrived by yourself with a duffel bag, ha! and immediately security's following you. you. Want to talk about that real quick? I think we talked about it, but yeah, no. What I did was I arrived with a duffel bag, and like I uh, <laughs> shystily placed it near like an elevator. And like walked away like very like curiously like something was up like I was making a, a mockery of like leaving a bag unattended in a shopping mall which yeah I guess it's not like <laughs> but we definitely like caused the scene because I remember the cops when people were watching me down, us yeah. from the second floor you know you're doing something good when people are watching you from an elevated platform yeah man spectacles are great you know what I mean and you know even to draw it back again it's like. True. Like, think about all that creativity we can apply to, like, sharing. You know what I mean? The good word, dude. I know. It's that. Well, I mean, the one thing about the pod now is I definitely probably have lost listeners, and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, because I know some people don't want to be preached to, pasteurized to. Is that even a word, by the way? Pasteurized? I think that's what they do to milk. Yeah, but can you just, like, if you're a pastor, you like, aren't you pasteurizing the land? You're ministering. Aren't you? <sighs> Pastoring is about... The whole no, work of the church. Rising. I got a Z in my Yeah, my no, it's ministering. Thing, it's just ministering. You know what I mean? Or preaching. But yeah, I do get confused with all those terms. You know me. I know, right? How can, I, I, how can three things mean the same thing and why use the different one? And why does somebody got to call you out on it? I love that. Like, no, you're not using the proper proper adjective. Proper oh, word. I want them to call me out on it, but that's okay. Day seven of a 10-day fast. You know, how it, you know how I say Netflix. Netflix, right? Netflix, no baby. Netflix, it's flick. Netflix. Mm. Everybody always stops you dead in your tracks. What did you just say? Yeah, remember we were in LA and they Netflix. were like, "What do you want? <laughs> Woulda? Woulda? What are you a freak?" Yeah, Jesus freak. Right. First and foremost. Dude, water right now, how like melancholy it is. Yeah, it's looking a little murky. It's been a little. Yeah, it's murky. You know, we're but down clear. here. Clear. Clear and murky. Clerky. What's up, y'all? Morning. How you doing? Hiking. I like your bag here. What's going on with this bag? It's not like base. It's not like a. This is the Yeezy snake bag. Okay, that actually is his bag. Yeah, this is from the Gap collection. What is up with that sense of fashion? It's like almost like he's wearing like dojo karate outfits all the time now. Yeah, some kind of like tunic. But is that comfortable material? 
It looks pretty comfortable. Really? Yeah, but I can't imagine where I'm getting like hot right now. But you know what I mean? Hot, like, it's Forty time, degrees. Dude? Like I mean, like he's always wearing multiple layers. Yeah, he's got to be uncomfortable out there in the elements. And he wears the gloves. Is that to protect himself, like from germs? Kanye does. Kanye is as Kanye does. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or yay, yay. You. I accidentally called him Ye once. Yeah, well, you know, it's acceptable. And you don't want to do that. Why not? It's disrespectful. To who? To him as an artist. Oh, is it? I guess I heard him say that once. Remember? I, I thought somebody... Ye was acceptable. Is it? Ye of little faith, dude. It's a, that's a way. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, the um, the ongoing pursuit of uh, hit the button. I'm gonna have a crisis here. Yeah, you almost you almost cut out. It's happening a lot. It's in a weird spot where like it almost. Sasha did it a couple times too, and I think she did it, like right here too. It's weird how there's. She, did it right here. I had to fix the microphone. I was taking off my gloves. Jeez, oh man. So yeah, like what's your favorite way to spread uh, the good news? You knock on people's doors? My favorite way, and honestly, it kind of occurred uh, at your house the one night. Okay. If anyone ever asked me like what I do, because ultimately they, they, yeah. they, this, and this is the question, like, what do you do? It's not like, <laughs> what do you do for a job? Like, what do you hey, do friend, for a living? Hey friend, what do you do for your occupation? They go like this, they go. What do you even do? Right, because it's just so absurd. Like you know, this this you know this this job. This who I am. No, no, no. Like yeah, yeah, just gotcha. how I am. It's like it it, it people don't like it, that. It, yeah, it forces that question a lot. Like, what do you do? You know, and but the <laughs> the answer is follow Jesus. That's what I do. Yeah, and that's and it how it really does stop people dead in their tracks. You know, they're just like what? Right. It's kind of like just like a not a gut punch, but like a gut hug. Totally. Yeah. I mean. And I feel that 100% is like, I mean, I've talked about it a lot on here, how it's like real hard to talk about, especially like after playing in church on Sunday, and then you go back to work, and you're in this static occupational prison, and you're just like, oh, dude, how do I get out of this? Morning, how you doing? You can go first. Go Hello. What's up, doggy? Is your dog's name Charlotte? Very sweet. Dog had a name tag. That means ah. everybody's that dog's friend, you know? Oh, uh, so wait, check it. Speaking of occupational prison, is that what you're calling it? Yeah, that's my uh, Bobcast term. All right, so have you ever, like, gotten into Romans, the book of Romans? Yes, in church we've come. Yeah? Yeah. And what'd you gain from that? Because, look, I heard Pastor Tasha say some things in your church sermons that I feel you might have missed. <laughs> like what? Here we go with the sunning. There's always an episode where he suns me. Go ahead. It's not a sun, no. Spiritual sun. It, it, dude, it moved me, right? What is it? I don't know what you're talking about. All right. She said how a lot of the uh, work is done at work. Yeah, dude. And that's what I'm rallying against is because I was just I was saying, like, I tried to have those conversations, dude. Yeah. And it's hard. It's like. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, that's... I, they almost look at me like I'm believing in like a magician or something. I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> it's like, what do you think we're here for? Like, you think we're here to just work? You think we're here to just obey other people and just, you know? Like, imagine God's... Pretty sure God's, it says we need God it to work. Was, in the... God, well, I mean, we're supposed to work for each other, like, use the land, not go into buildings and sit in, and sit in <laughs> desks and, like, you know? But it's all well, relative. Well, a product of time. You yeah, know? it's like, relative. We ran out of stuff to do. There's no more land. Post-capitalism? Well, I mean, like... <laughs> I, dude, I went and chopped down a Christmas tree this year for the first time. Oh, yeah? And I went to, like, a Christmas tree farm here in Pennsylvania. I can't remember the name of it, but, hey, 
you can go back and listen. I think I got it then. But um, that's a fun life, right? Grow Christmas trees. People come to your place. They cut, cut them down. Oh, yeah. Do all the work and stuff. Then you charge them $140 or something you put in the ground, you know? But it's like using all your uh, faculties. Can you drink this water? No. Why not? Is it tainted? Uh, I wouldn't drink it. Contaminated? Here, can Why, you hear any it? Any water in that Yeezy bag of yours? Some ASMR right there. Yeah, I'll do it with you. Here we go. Weird. I think these are like cardioid mics. See, like only picks up voices. It doesn't really do a good job of picking up like uh, the atmosphere. I guess that's Ooh. a blessing in disguise. But yeah, you were talking about Carl. Rest in peace. Yeah, about dude. Happy. Rest happy. In peace. You worked with my cousin Carl, who passed away tragically uh, love last happy. month. Love Carl. He like basically rolled up to the hospital, and they told him, like, "Dude, you got like a block." And I mean, he didn't suffer, so that's a blessing. You know what I mean? Like, but the other night, I felt Pappy's presence, dude. Oh, yeah, I feel it all the time, man. Just the other night. Weird. And, like, the memories of, like, jokes of your, you know, they always come back at the greatest time. And, like, that little card he left, dude, rose are red, violets are blue. I'm in heaven waiting for you. It's perfect, yeah. man. Yeah, it's totally perfect. him. I wonder who came, came to that because it's just so beautiful, you know? Yeah. And, dude, I got, like, I got a little sad because, like, we used to talk about his funeral in the van. Tell me about that. He used to say he wanted like a little voice recording of himself talking to you when you came up and kneeled, being like, it's okay. I'll be there. I'll be here. And like comforting you. You know what I mean? I was kind of hoping. But nobody, yeah. It was there in my heart. You know what I mean? I heard him. Yeah, right. I was so emotional when you told me that, man. It's rocked me, bro. Well, when I let you know. Yeah. Yeah shocking man yeah i mean that's just the thing about life too is it's so fleeting you know like i know that's a term that's widely used but it's like there's certain people in your life i'm sure for the listener like they were there one day and then just gone dude you know like and it just sucks you know like yeah i uh, sense i've been to i've been to a couple funerals now this year and uh i just know that like uh, as hard as they are, because I'm not good with mortality, that they're preparing me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up here. It's my turn to spiritual sign you. Go for it. What do you mean you're not okay with mortality? Dealing with other people's deaths. Got it, got it. Got it. Like dealing with the not loss of, not my own. Um, <laughs> I didn't spiritually sign you, dude. Iron sharpens, <laughs> Just joking, dude. Iron, sharpens iron. Oh, that's true. Okay. Um, choo, 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 choo. Dude, I can't wait for that, by the way. I'm going to bother you. I know, right? We're, dude, did you think it's going to topics in five to, seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, do you think it's going to tie back into season one? I hope so, but it's got to. I mean, why would you not do it? Do you recall in uh, Purple Haze when uh, they put Rust and Cole on the TV? Yeah, in the background. What was was that? I can't remember the reference. Do you remember the reference? They should just bring Marty and dude, Rust back. How much money would it make? Like, what is wrong with them guys, dude? Marty. Well, I mean, what's the name's not even. Whoa, writing I it thought no just Pizzy, Pizzy's not writing it no more. Yeah, so we have Pizzy's a new out. writer. Remember, we can never say Pizzolato or whatever. <laughs> so we just went to Pizzy. Yeah, it's going to be a fun season, you know, seeing how they tackle faith and seeing how we react to it. I and... sent you the screenshot of the spiral, right? So, I mean, like, right. I mean, they right. wouldn't just throw, throw that in there to mess with you, you know what I mean? Look at this dog living life. How you doing? Good. How are you? What's up, buddy? Good morning. 
So this little doggy dog. As long as it's got a key to its heart on there, huh? <laughs> got the VIP passed to my heart. I said it instead of he or she because I don't want to be rude. You know? Uh <laughs> you think dogs would like to do like gender swap? Like in their mind? Like, no, dude. I know, right? They well, first of all, you know, I there's not even a not a conversation. But a dog doesn't have a word for, you know, male or female. Have you been getting morning sun in your eyes? Morning sun? Yeah, morning sun in your eyes. Yeah, dude. My big know, right? window blares morning sun right in my face. It's great. You know, all the podcast guys have been talking about how good it is for you. So I've been doing it the last couple of days. No sunglasses. Just not staring into it, but like letting it hit your eyes. I used to have a big... Uh... It helps. Oh, that's what I want to talk to you. I'm sorry. To re- talk about... Dude, how... Like you said that in the thing that you had your church pray for you to reset your circadian rhythm because your sleep pattern was so bad well let's uh, talk about that because i'm fascinated with sleep dude. okay so twofold okay you know how so in that one year retrospective it sounds very cut and dry okay but it's also one year and five minutes so there's a lot of machinations going on behind the scenes so i was unemployed at the time and, you know, I was all willy-nilly with my sleep schedule. I couldn't get to bed until 3. I'd wake up at 11. I'd exercise. I, you know, wouldn't go to bed. I would. Who knows? It was all jacked up. And the first thing I started practicing was uh, breath control techniques at bed. Breathe in. Breathe out. One, two, three, four. And then you hold your breath for 10 seconds, and you repeat that till you fall asleep. Some nights that would work. Some nights it wouldn't work. And I was so focused on getting to sleep. I wasn't. What time would you lay down? Uh, it d- depended, you know. 11 sometimes i wouldn't get to bed till two two wouldn't get to bed whatever it was all over the place you know there was no consistency and so i would try that some nights it would work great some nights it wouldn't and i would get frustrated but i wasn't ever setting my alarm because i felt like i didn't want to be oppressed by no alarm clock man or something stupid you know so we were at small group and i had a challenge my sleep schedule was all jacked up so uh, that night, or my action plan was to say the Jesus prayer, you know, Lord, have mercy on me. Yep. And that's like, that's, that's out of desperation. You know, when you, when you were calling on the Lord for his mercy, it's like, you have nothing else, you know, and you're admitting that and being that open and honest, it was like, Lord, have mercy on me. Let me course correct my sleep schedule. And then I just heard it. It wasn't my own thought. It was just like, set your alarm, dude. <laughs> like, stop trying to go to sleep. Just wake up. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I did the next day and then like the next night I fell asleep and w- alarm because and, your body was tired. Yeah. And like, I just kept setting my alarm for like, you know, nine o'clock at the time. Don't hate you. You stayed up from like three to three a.m. for what? Like 10 years, right? My sleep pattern has never been as same, dude, as sound same. it I is suffer, right now. I completely suffer with my sleep schedule. I have pockets where I'm getting great sleep and then pockets where I get woken up every night at three. Right now, though, I'm in a pocket of actually sleeping. Good. Which leads me to uh, one of the topics I want to talk about. Good morning. How you doing? Good gentleman. How you doing? Thank you. Um, okay, so the news cycle that broke yesterday. This podcast doesn't air into uh, it'll be like a week later, but just yesterday, Matthew Perry uh, they discovered that they found ketamine in his system. So ketamine has come onto, it's been around forever. It was a big party drug in the 1980s, 1990s. I'm sure you might have seen somebody in the K-hole once or twice. But um, You're sure of that? I, maybe. You, you, know, you never know. But I'm not I mean, so sure most people have seen people in K-holes. But 
<laughs> All right. Well, I mean, for this general audience, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe not, but I Semantics. did, right? And it really scared me. Uh, yeah. I was a teenager when I saw it, and I was like, that's something I never want to do. And then, you know, I've talked about my mental health on the show several times. I've tried SSRI. I've tried SNRI. <laughs> you all right there, brother? Yeah, that's what I get for trying to show off here on the true. True. But, um, what was I about to say? That's twice in two days I fell. The pot, the mic went off. God, that was good. You can't, you can't play in that stuff, you know? I bore witness. I can't even remember what I was talking about. I wasn't scared as Bob took a little. I humble. bore. It was more of like a skid. You didn't really fall. Skid. Well, I'm wearing the improper shoes for this trip here. You skid and you brace yourself. I got no grip. I got no grips. So anyway, ketamine. So I did start taking ketamine for depression. And dude, when I tell you that the ketamine snapped me out of it, it snapped me out of it, you know? And now the news says that Matthew Perry died of ketamine, right? So when you read the articles, it says, yeah, he was taking ketamine treatments. In order to get an IV ketamine treatment, you have to go to a facility. You're monitored by somebody. They have your vitals. They have all of it, right? They administer the ketamine. Uh, there might be a therapist there you talk to, and then it's over. You go home. It's out of your system in like three to four hours. So all the news organizations are reporting that it's ketamine that killed him. Meanwhile, he was on Suboxone, which is used for, what is it? It's like a opioid blocker for people who have suffered from, you know, years of abuse on prescription pills. So it's like almost like in my opinion, because I know a couple other people who are patients who take ketamine for depression. We have a group text chat going. And yeah, it's really unfortunate because right now it's going to take a hit. Like, and it's also very reminiscent of when vape pens were really exploding onto the scene a few years ago. And this whole campaign came out about like, you know, a kid in the hospital. Popcorn lung? Popcorn lung, dying. I did a podcast with Isaac Wendell about it way back in the day. Oh, wow. I even myself said, stick away from the vapes. They they penetrated me, okay? The insufferable Robert Patrick James uh, Cahill, uh, you know? Like, I, I believed it, you know? But when a product gets big and the big pharma is not making money on it, the rich of this country aren't making money on it, I feel like... It's a smear campaign, though. Because, it's all dude, propaganda, bro. If you do the research, ketamine doesn't kill you, dude. You know, and especially, like, he might have taken too much on his own. He just and, took like, a sli- He took a nap and fell asleep in the pool, dude. See, here's the thing. Who the hell takes a nap in the pool, right? And also, too, if you're on ketamine, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Okay, so what is described as a K-hole, really? It's not a K-hole. You're, like, you're not in a hole. It just feels like you don't have... Um, so they give it to you like as an anesthetic, like when they want to like reset your arm or something like that. You know, a tragic thing to disassociate you from the pain. When you disassociate yourself from major mood disorder or depression, you're able to give yourself like grace for the first time. Like you feel like you've, and, and for me, I feel like the ketamine actually neurologically Woo! rewired me. Wow, them combat boots almost took you out too. I did a little skid. It's a little tragic territory here. Should have wore trash bags on my shoes. I've done that once at a oh, I show. Know. I remember you performed once and you had it all prepared. <laughs> Do you miss performing? Oh, I also really liked when you 
So I almost went down there too. When you prayed for, for Hawk, what was that like getting the news that, so Hawk and Mickey were in a band together for <laughs> the starving artist, which I wish never broke up. In fact, I was their manager booker for a oh, while. Oh yeah. That was a great year. I got you a gig where, uh, the rumor was that Prince would show up. Oh, that was good. Oh, you were manager twice then, if you want to count that time. True. But like, um, I don't know how the news came. Like, there was like that fake Prince, like lookalike that did show up. For real? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So I wasn't living there then, but I was booking you guys. I was back here in Philly. And I remember the booker being like, yeah, man, it's a big night. We heard Prince is going to come in. And I've heard so many stories now. One of my favorite things to do is look up stories of Prince. And like, you know, his weird idiosyncrasies. Like he invited Dave Grohl out once to jam and then never like brought him out on stage. And didn't think he was like good enough, I guess, you know? Like, he just disappeared. Yeah, it goes to Dave Grohl. Dave Grossed. But yeah, with the ketamine thing, it, it just, dude, there has never been a substance that has, first off, I, I have not had ketamine in three weeks. It comes and goes like the prescription. Like you don't need to take the prescription every day. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're abusing something with like anything, there's the risk of like, you know, falling asleep and drowning, but ugh, I just don't understand. Well, like, let how, me ask you this. Do you yeah. think he died of ketamine acute poisoning and then went under the water? I think there was a multiple, like, yeah, they also said, he, you know, he smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. He no, but I mean, disease. like in real time, like, do you think his head went under before he died or after? That's and this good, is oh, so morbid, dude. I see, I see what you say. Like, I, yeah, you can blame it on ketamine, but like, he still drowned, bro. I know it's a shame, you know. It's there's nothing you can really do about it. I mean, it is tragic though. Look at this little tree cut up. I gotta take a piss. You uh, chat and talk to the people real quick while I uh, relieve myself here. Certainly. Tell the story. So yeah, uh, Matthew Perry, rest in peace. That's what we got about that. And then uh, some of the other things, you know, Bob being the manager. That's great. That was a good time. <laughs> Some great filler, but to have yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I want to talk about Hawk, dude. Like, what was that like own. when you heard that news, man? So when I first heard Hawk was diagnosed, you know, my heart. Well, I, it wasn't even like that. My brother had told me, "Can't believe what happened to Hawk." He said in a text message, and I had no clue what he was referencing. And then I, wow, uh, wow that must have been a terrible way to find out. My heart kind of dropped to the bottom of my, you know, nether regions, and then I. Uh, frantically tried to google everyone we knew until i could find out what was up i saw his brother's page and you know i was like i was relieved in the first sense that he was with us but then i was like you know concerned for his well-being yeah. you know and then uh you know i know hawk and i knew he's like a stubborn bastard man you're, you're really layered up right now you're unlayering what's layer mean you were you had you had the jacket on oh yeah fleece and a sweater and a shirt Wow, man, you must be sweating. Yeah, can you hold my mic for a second? Yeah, I can hold your mic. Yeah, yeah I'm a little hot. I'm a little worked up, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of layers here. When you were saying you were hot, I was like, ah, I don't get it. Well, I haven't eaten in five days. So oh, I'm that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I had seen at one point, like, you you were sweating so much. Or, no, you were bre your, your breath was more thicker than mine on the trail, like, when you were exhaling. Man, you really did sweat right through that shirt. Gonna have to wash her. Oh, man. The layers are coming off. The layers. The layers. Eh? I love coming out and getting uh, exercise in the early morning. Like uh, sometimes I have to work 12 to 8 and I'll get exercise in the morning, you know. It's the best because like it helps like with everything during the day, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just, it, that's the thing that I think too. It's like it's so easy for people to fall into depression 
when they got to wake up, take a shower, get in the car and go inside again for eight hours and come out there in the darkness. Like that sounds like prison, doesn't it? It sounds like an occupational prison. Um, and you've also been carrying around that water jug in your fleece, your Z Yeezy fleece. It looks like a bag that you would put a tent in, like a pop-up tent. Snake bag. Is it called snake bag? Yeah. I'm very jealous of the way that your mustache goes like this. You Like, see how mine goes? Psh, like, yours comes down, like country western oh, style? Yeah. yeah. Mine don't do that. All right, all right, all right. I noticed a lot lately people got mustaches. They, they've embraced it. They've embraced the mustachio culture, you know? Oh, yeah, good for them. I'm delayered. He's delayered here on the delayed but yeah i really enjoyed the five-year um, so wait, wait, real quick with the snake bag yes so there's this line of yeezy gap uh accessories right snake bag being one of them okay and then there is the uh the uh dry bag and okay. then there is the uh uh cr cross body bag right and okay. i got these bags for my birthday for myself in october of 2022 mm -hmm. and when i kid you not when i say this i kid you not these bags saved my life, bro. How? When I was unemployed, without a vehicle, in the wintertime, I would walk two miles, 2.4 miles to the old uh, Giant, yep. fill that dry bag with $200 worth of groceries, and walk 2.4 miles home. And, like, there's no other way I could have done it. Yeah, I could have spent 40 bucks on a Uber back and forth, but come on, I was unemployed. So Isn't it crazy, dude, how much, like, to go from your house... And country to like the giant and Plymouth Square is like thirty bucks both yeah, ways. Yeah, it's, it's a jip. It's a rip. So wait, the bag. This is the bag that he created that was in the Gap store. Uh, briefly, yeah, they went on sale that and then he went old, nuts. Big old bag, right? Yeah, this was on sale. Then he went nuts and then they pulled it. But I got it before they pulled it. And uh, it was a great, great purchase, man. These are great products, man. I mean, that's that's one of the other things that's so hard to kind of like be like, come on, man. Just stick to the script. Not stick to the script, but do what you do best, man. Like, remember when he was building like the silo house for the homeless? That was yeah, like the a, domes. That was wild, dude. It was wild, but I would never live with a hole in my roof, dude. I would never do that. Could Kanye be the Antichrist? I don't know. I don't believe in the Antichrist as a person. I believe is the Antichrist as like a mind. What, a like a computer virus. program? A thought virus, dude. All these people that are anti-Christians are the Antichrist together. Like mm, that. Let's elaborate on that a little bit. Tell me a little bit more about that. There's many, many years ago, I was taking uh, the 76 uh, on-ramp off uh, West Conchahokan there, and I just had this thought that, like, the Antichrist isn't a person. It's all the people that are anti-Christianity. It's all the collective mind of that that those people that is the Antichrist. It's not just one person. Like, I couldn't see it. And I don't know. The older I get, the more I like it. But look at this jabron coming down here like 40 miles an hour. He's flying, dude. He's got the fluorescent. Man, he braked a little bit. B-stripes. I was talking with a total stranger on Monday's podcast, and we both <laughs> observed Ethan Gardner and I that uh, – Bikers always look so upset. They never say a load <laughs> on the trail. Like they all got uh, that. They're look, on a you know? mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're too busy for human contact. I rode a bike a lot on my last cleanse. I think I was telling you. I did like 22 miles one day. Yeah. On day uh, one of the days of a fast, maybe day eight. What was the most spiritual thing that's ever happened during the course of a fast? Well, my first day at church last year uh, was the, like, you know, the definitive. And then, like I said, uh, meeting that meeting Elijah in the parking lot, 
you know, and him offering me a week or not offering me, but telling me about a week long mission in Ocean City. You know what I mean? Like I prayed for someone to be there, you know, and there was and like the news that they brought was so life changing. You know, I'm so looking forward to this, like this fast, like I've written that testimony, that one year retrospective, you know, I'm on day what, five today? Day five is a labor day. You know, it's not really like up or down. It's just like Are you still using the cayenne pepper? Yeah, yeah, I do it. Three to six servings a day. They recommend six to 12, but I'm older. So the hunger doesn't ever trigger. There's never a moment of just, you know, like hunger pains when there's headaches. Because it's like you are processed out all the food. Yeah. So then like you're, it's like almost like your body and brain are repairing itself, right? They say, Eh, like if you do a fast, they say each year. I mean, it's going to increase your life expectancy. It's going to do a whole bunch of different things. But, I mean, it also can kill, like, cancer, I've heard. Like, you know, like... Well, let's hope. You know what I mean? I, uh, I, I've i been told, you know, frequently that I look like I'm in my 30s and 20s, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I here's how I've done it. And they're just like, oh, you're crazy. And I'm like, uh, okay, but I then know. what are you impressed with? Yeah. You know, like, what, <laughs> yeah, what's, right, what's, yeah. what's, you know, like, yeah. the, you know, the behind the, I watched The Prestige the other night. Yeah. It's Nobody wants to know how to, you know, trick works, but. Nolan. Uh, That's back when Nolan was good, dude. I didn't like Oppenheimer, man. I, I think liked I'm like it, one but... of the only ones out there. I'm like, how, how does a movie that just, that makes you feel uncomfortable. Also, too, like, why film it in IMAX when there's no real IMAX sequences? It's and why close-ups. chop up the timeline? There's no reason for that. Just I, do it linear. I'm tired of him. I'm as a filmmaker. I don't think like I know people love Christopher Nolan, but I'm like one of the few I think that just thinks that all of his movies like stop trying to fool us, dude. Stop trying to make stuff. Was like the beginning. Yes, it was. But I mean, mean? like it had a good message, so I let it go, you know. But then when the next one came out, where it's like we don't know, here comes Leonardo DiCaprio. He he's bending buildings. No, then wasn't no Interstellar came after. In, in oh yeah right but yeah but then when he went to uh what's the tenant what's the yeah tenant tenant was the, the death now yeah and it was perfectly timed with covid too that was it maybe that movie caused covid <laughs> sorry so for that. bad dude like, but yeah but no so um uh i forget what i was saying man fasting sorry you got me day seven of a 10 day fast. day seven of a 10 day fast Dude, yeah. my pastor was like, did you, was that, was that, did you speed that up to double time? I was like, nah. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, so you can just do that? I was like, yeah. Yeah, same, like, same, I have the same thing too, where it's like, um, like when I'm podcasting by myself, sometimes like I'll catch myself and I'm like, man, I'm really, I got to slow down a little You're bit. Gone you know? in it, yeah. Well, I mean, like this thing is like with the consciousness that thinks that way, it's nice for me. I think that one of the greatest things about the podcast is that I need to dump that just like somebody has to like you know empty the trash bin mm-hmm. like i gotta empty the trash bin dude and i found like a really interesting way to do it That's dude cool. there are so many voice memos look at all these voice memos on my phone see the ones that are like 229 like that's when i start and i'm like not feeling it not gonna not gonna put that out there oh, you wow. know and it happens sometimes i'll come here and i'm like all right i'm just here to listen and the then dogs. exercise you know imagine going through all that listening to all that to make like a best of the b-sides best of the b-roll yeah, I, I'm going to actually, to be oh, honest bro. with you, because a lot of it's like very funny blooper stuff, you know. Blue There's beans. a couple of ones where I've come out here to process stuff, dude, and like, I like, angry. I love that fictional story about where you work. <laughs> Talk to me about that. What was it? Gray fictionalized hairs, and oh, thank God, you, robot. Yeah, I, I was the robot guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking to your Uber driver or your yeah, uh, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, Instacart driver. Yeah, dude. I, you know, it's fun to, you know, I, and then I realize that we are really. 
to be truthfully honest, we're blessed with this because the ability to, I don't know, to rock and tour, to gab. What's going on up here, dude? Look at this. We got a whole bunch of people with their phones Gathering. out staring into the trees. I'm thinking bald eagle. What do you think? Great. What do you think it would be? A man in the tree? Bo leopard. Bobcat. I thought I thought for a second you meant like a leopard, like during like the Lazarus days. Like, a leopard. Oh, that'd be great. Right? You know what's crazy too, man? Like this guy that I was listening to the other day, he's like, yeah, nobody ever really brings up the fact that Yeshua wasn't the first to be resurrected, you know? Yeah, like, it gets dude, a little like, nuts. What, like I don't even know this. And like, you know what? I'm gonna find out today. Where where did Lazarus go after that? Whatever happened to Lazarus? Come on and rise up. Yeah, right. It's an interesting story, right? Something I mean, is going on up here. We got some action here on the dude, and it's true, never a dull moment on the true podcast. True. Wait, have we like transitioned to being just the true podcast whenever we podcast? Or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, Anytime right, we're right. together, it's like kind of like when Russ and Cole were back, you know. <laughs> so I figured, Marty, even though, yeah, it's it's a, it's the version of the pod when we're together. It's the true podcast. Right, true podcast. Who, who should we interview first? The guy with that big ass camera? Probably not a guy with a camera because they're you know a little bit busy. What are you looking at? But it's got to be something special. I got no eyes. Hey, man, what are we what are you guys looking at? There's a screech owl. Where's the screech owl at? You mind talking on the podcast real quick? We're out here to... How you doing? Yeah. What's your name? Pete. See this dead tree? Yeah. See that big knot that's sticking out toward the top? Oh, yes. Right below it? There's a screech owl sitting in a cavity. In that little cavity? That, you see it? Yeah, I see the screech. My glasses. Oh, screech. I see. Yeah, gonna, so we got like one, two, three, four, screech five, six, seven, eight people here. You can see it like that, dude. Can I see what it looks like like that? All right, let's see what this whole iPhone 15 can do, screech owl. All right, this guy here, he's got binoculars. He's putting his iPhone up to the, the back end so that way he can see the screech owl in the tree. Oh, there it is. It's in my sights. Can I ask one more question? Because I'm, uh, we got I don't photos know. Oh, of the screech is. owl. Is that named is screech owl, Samuel Powers? Is the screech owl like a rare creature? Not rare. Um, they are around, but they're nocturnal. So unless you find one roosting in a cavity in, in the day, you mm -hmm. know, you'll hear them at night, but you're lucky if you see one in the day. But this is where you would see it, usually like in a cavity. Uh, just roosting. Awesome. Yeah. The iPhone 15 nice. version of the Screech Owl. Was that named after Samuel L. Powers on uh, uh, Saved by the Bell? Yes. That's fascinating. Wow. That is a wow. fascinating name. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being on the podcast. So, Press I mean, like, dude, like, so, like, once I... All right. So, there was a moment in time, Mickey, yeah. where I was in the 390s, and I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out. With a bang at 400, played the song 400 oh. by Downtown Harvest, right? Oh. But then I interviewed Tasha, you know, and then I, I started meeting people. And then, like, I started coming here with the second mic. Yeah. And ever since, dude, I swear, hand to God. I mean, there's duds when I'm here during the early afternoon hours. But when I'm here during peak, dude, there's a story to be told. And we just came across the Screech Owl. Screech Owl. I got photos to share. And we yeah, when we when the podcast airs, I'll put the, uh, the, picture, the, the together. picture. Together. I'll put the picture of the owl. Yeah, yeah don't this. stick my ugly mug on no infographic or your. Put the Screech Owl. All right. Loud and proud. What? What are you talking about, dude? You got a great mustachio. Ooh. Stash.
Oh man, yeah, we're it's entering a little, a little swampy it's area down there. <sighs> so it's exciting. I, I do believe that when you see an owl, it's a good omen, right? Uh, I yeah. I mean, I don't know. When Omens? I was podcasting with the poet Michael Harrow, he stopped and he went into the. We just passed the red covered bridge here. He went in to grab this like a uh, notebook that was there during the summertime. It was like a check-in notebook where oh, people yeah. would write poetry and stuff like that or like where they're from or reflecting somebody took the book they oh, took wow. the book took the book dude michael howard's a good guest man i enjoyed listening to him yeah, dude you know what's odd it's like ruminations i text him the the you know the the podcast i text him the photograph yeah i search for him on social media find him. never wrote me back either you know like so Whoa. shout out michael harrow had a great time were you real i don't know was Michael O'Hara real is the true mystery on the true? <laughs> but yeah, this podcast. has been a great, great podcast. I think we're going to close things up so we can chat in private uh, for the rest of the walk. But, you know, always a pleasure to wake up and uh, meet up with you. Remember, we used to, before the pan, right before the pandemic, we were going to work out for like two hours. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We were like in the best shape ever. Well, getting in the best shape yeah. ever because we were there, you know, but like, I mean, for me, I know I was. I was dropping weight and building muscle mass for the first time and then bang the pandemic's like let's strip you let's rob you bob you but a pleasure dude i'm so happy that you uh allow people to start the podcast off with your five year oh thank you for uh sharing that five man your review i think i was gonna say One, no, yo, your, hey, five man. minute year in review which i is hope really cool. you i hope you enjoyed and i hope you feel the message and i hope you understand how real it is and well, uh i think it's inspired me to do my own so for the next episode of the podcast i'll ah. have something where i do it and uh, awesome, just focus man. in on the, the spiritual aspects of restoration within my soul. I love you like a brother. God bless you, man. I love you too, Bob. And this has been another episode of True Podcast.